Hello, I'm Keith Hinton, and it is my joy to welcome you to this new episode of the Dare to Hope podcast. If you'd like to know more about who we are and what we do, check us out on our webpage, daretohope.life. Lenny Skutnik became an instant American hero on January the 13th, 1982. One account recalls that Skutnik was just a federal worker stuck in D.C. traffic when an Air Florida plane plunged into the Potomac River during a snowstorm. Skutnik, seeing what was going on, slipped off his coat and boots and dove into the icy waters to rescue a drowning woman. It was a moment captured by news cameras and played over and over on television. Ronald Reagan seated him in the president's box during his State of the Union address just two weeks later and held him out as the spirit of heroism at its finest. God, knowing how important it is for humans to have examples to follow, has given us in Scripture a number of heroes to emulate. They demonstrate the spirit of spiritual heroism at its finest. A substantial number of such heroes can be found in Hebrews 11, which is often referred to as the faith chapter. Herein we find a list of faith heroes with brief descriptions of the faith they demonstrated in their life. However, God doesn't give us this list just to lift these people up as heroes. He has them here to inspire us to be heroes of the faith in our time and in our circumstances. Today, we begin a two-part series from Hebrews 11, which we've called, There's a Hero in You. We kind of like heroes. Uh, For instance, January 15, 2009, a U.S. Airways commercial pilot named uh, Chesley Sullenberger called Sully, made an emergency landing on the Hudson River and saved all 155 passengers that were on board. He was immediately dubbed a hero, and as such, he received accolades from all across the nation. In fact, Hollywood even made a a movie about it a few years later and called it Sully. Maybe you've seen it. We celebrate heroes. In March of this year, 2022, construction officially began on a museum in Arlington, Texas, which honors the nation's Medal of Honors winners, recipients. It was first awarded in 1861, and though it seems like a large number in comparison to all the years, only about 3,500 others have actually been recipients of that award since then. So the medal is given for acts of bravery above and beyond the call of duty at the risk of that recipient's own life. Why do we make a monument? Well, because we consider them heroes and we honor them. In 2009, in an article that somebody was writing about a a heroic event, the author, Nancy Benack, made this statement. She said, a nation awash in celebrities still hungers for genuine heroes, never more so than in dreary times like these. 
and maybe more today, the world still longs for genuine heroes. That hunger is sometimes expressed in songs. In 1993, Mariah Carey recorded a song called Hero, in which it is suggested a hero lies in you. Well, today I want to affirm that I agree with Mariah Carey. I know that's going to take some of you by surprise. <laughs> At least to the extent that I believe there's a hero in you. And I want to help you discover that hero today. The scriptural foundation for the message is in Hebrews chapter 11. Take your Bibles. You want to have it open there to Hebrews 11 or your device. It's usually referred to or often referred to as the Hall of Fame for heroes, heroes of faith. We're not going to read the whole chapter. In fact, we're not going to read much of it except as we go through the, the message. But beginning at verse 32, Hebrews 11, beginning at verse 32, we have the summary verses of Hebrews chapter 11. Now, up to this point, the author has given the reader names of various heroes of faith, along with a reminder of what they had done and, and what, how, what they had accomplished as a result of their faith. Now, however, the writer of Hebrews comes to this particular place and chooses only to give us a group of names without specifics, and then a group of acts after that that demonstrate the faith of many of God's heroes. And the reason is pretty clear in the Scripture itself. It says, the writer says, for time would fail me to tell. I'm running out of time here. He's, he's writing and saying, I, I, I don't have time to list them all. And so he begins to just go through the heroes in his head. So rather than go on with a list of heroes and acts of faith, which he had done in the past, in the past few verses there, he begins to realize that the, end, the, the list could be endless. So he summarizes, and he hopes that the reader will choose to go on with the process in their own mind. The order of the list, by the way, is not chronological. Perhaps the author wrote with enthusiasm as these names and events began to flood his own mind. And I began to think and think about, well, yeah, there's Gideon. I need, to, I need to get Gideon in there, and I need to get Barak in there, and I need to get Samson. Oh, man, I can't forget David and Jephthah and Samuel. Man, all those prophets, they all, I got to get those in there. And so he does that. He writes them down, not necessarily in the right order. And then in the next verse, he lists a, a group of achievements but they don't actually go with the heroes he's mentioned in verse 32. You know, he talks about all the things that faith has brought about. Conquered kingdoms and shut the mouths of lions and quenched the power of fire and escaped the edge of the sword and on and on and on. And what he's saying is there's just too much here. I can't cover it all. Now, what I think is that one of the results of this particular kind of, of, of writing for us, one of the results of this approach, may be our conclusion that heroes of faith are not limited to the list that's given us. This isn't an exhaustive list. This list is just suggesting to us. Rather, genuine faith heroism is ongoing through generations 
of faithful Christ followers, including you and me. And so I want to look at five things that we need to remember. I know five's a lot, but we'll make it. Five things we need to remember in order to discover the hero that's inside of us. Ready? First thing you need to remember. Remember you are unique. You're unique. And uniqueness is valued by God. Verse 32. Listen to this, this group of people. And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets. Heroes of the faith are not all cut from the same mold. They do not have to have a certain background. Their achievements will be as varied as the situations, the circumstances in which they find themselves. Gideon was a farmer. And actually, God's angel spoke to him while he was threshing wheat one day. Barak may have been a military leader. Samson was unique in his Nazarite vow and is known for his superhuman strength. Jephthah was a natural leader. David was a shepherd and the youngest son in his family. Samuel was unique in his upbringing because he was raised in the temple by the, the prophet Eli. The, the, so they're all unique. These heroes of faith were diverse in their background, their talents, their circumstances, and even in their character. They were unique. And God evidently values uniqueness. All you have to do is try to look at snowflakes in the wintertime in Michigan. None of them are alike. You can't find one that's exactly like the other because they're unique. Flowers come in all kinds of shapes, sizes, and colors. I learned the other day that most recent research by the American Museum of Natural History suggests there are like 18,000 different species of birds. We've been bird watching a little at our house. There are 18,000 different species. That's a lot of uniqueness. And do you know that of the 8 billion people said to be actually populating our planet, no two of them are exactly alike. What I'm telling you is, you're unique, and God values uniqueness. So as I see it, the list given us here in verse 32 is only representative. It suggests there are many heroes of faith, hundreds of thousands, right down to the very present moment, each one unique and each one highly valued by God. Second thing you need to remember, nobody's perfect. Whew. And that's okay. Because perfection is not required to be a hero of faith. Five of the seven people, and I say seven people mentioned here, if you count the prophets as just one, five of them come from the period of the judges, which was a turbulent, dark, violent period of Israel's history. It was an awful time. Scripture describes the period by saying that it was in those days there was no king in Israel and every man did what was right in his own eyes. If that period 
of imperfection in Israel's history could produce faith heroes, then surely our period of history can do the same. So let's just look at the names with me again briefly. There's Gideon, who was a reluctant hero at best. He was certainly not a prominent leader in Israel. Gideon focused on his weaknesses. He struggled with his faith. He asked God repeatedly for proof of his will. Oh, God, do this. And he does it, and he's, oh, God, no, I'm still not sure, so do this. He was focused on, on his weaknesses. He, when he finally believed the word of the Lord and did what God was asking him to do, he took 300 men into battle against the Midians, who were an army of 150,000, and he won. Then the author lists Barak, or Barak, who actually lived before Gideon. So you see, it's not sequential here. God wanted to use Barak to conquer Jabin, Jabin, the king of Canaan, and Barak wanted to obey God, but he was a bit of a coward and, and somewhat hesitant to fulfill his mission. And God saw his timidity, gave him two women, Deborah and Joel, to help him accomplish his task. That was Barak. The writer mentioned Samson. He wasn't perfect either. Now, we know his feats of strength and his final triumph, but we also observe that Samson was prideful, and he was often morally deficient. And God knew all about Samson's imperfections, but God used him anyway. And then there's Jephthah, who was the son of a prostitute. Now, that's not his fault, but the fact is because he was the son of a prostitute, Israel disowned him. He couldn't be part of the, the Israel crowd they disinherited him. He was a born leader, but only those that nobody else wanted would actually follow him. He was not someone Israel would have chosen as a hero of faith, but here he is on the list. And then, of course, there's David. He makes the list. And we know about David and Goliath, but we also know about David and Bathsheba. So David was not perfect either, yet He's listed here as a man of faith. Samuel, it's pretty hard to find imperfections in Samuel, so I just simply go with the fact that he was human. And I don't know any humans that are perfect. And when we read about Samuel in the Old Testament, we conclude he was a man of real faith, and he deserves to be mentioned in the list, but he wasn't perfect. Then the author just lumps a lot of people together into one large category and calls them prophets. You know what we know about prophets? They're never perfect. They're never perfect. You read about them like Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Amos, so many others. In fact, it's no wonder the, 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 the writer here has to just stop because the list could go on and on and on. As different and unique as these people are, even though for the most part all their imperfections are on display for everybody to see, God still uses each of them, and they are listed as examples of faith for us to follow. Nobody's perfect, and that's okay. Friend, have you ever been tempted to think God couldn't use you because you're just too different? Or have you ever thought of yourself as being 
disqualified for service to the Lord because of past failures and imperfections? I hope you've been reminded today that God values your uniqueness and isn't limited by your imperfections. There really is a spiritual hero in you, indeed. And if you'll trust God in all the circumstances of your life, you too can be part of God's ongoing list of faith heroes. Thanks for being part of our podcast today. Join us next time as we share part two of There's a Hero in You. You can contact us through our Facebook page, Dare to Hope Ministries, or by sending an email to hope at daretohope.life. Whatever trying circumstance you may be facing today, I urge you to let your faith take hold of God and keep daring to hope. Oh Christ, then.